0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Beer Engine Podcast. Griff, back with you for another week. It's Thanksgiving week. Oh, my gosh, we're so excited. Um, I, Me sitting at the table across from my... Podcast older brother, Tony, flinging peas into my face nonstop with his one hand, uh, not able to actually bend the spoon back to fling him hard, just sort of picking him up and shoveling them towards me, um, drinking his kitty cocktail. Um, me me shielding my eyes and crying loudly for my podcast dad to come save us. And Tony, our podcast dad, is here um, for another uh Another exciting episode to, to, you know, boost our ratings a little bit. We keep begging him to do this because we need him to, to get our downloads up, of course. Um, Brian, uh, we like to check in you on you every six six weeks, just like we would our regular dad, because they're old and, you know, we want to make sure they're hanging on. So um, how have you been? You, you, you keeping it together over there?
2: I assume uh, Photo Man wasn't available, so you had to go for the B-team again.
1: Uh, Photo photo Man gave us a nice 20% boost, I got to
2: say, thanks to Photo Man. (laughs) That was good. By the way, boy, you really painted a Thanksgiving picture in that intro. Jesus Christ. (laughs) uh, It's like I was at the table with you.
1: I like to think I'm a Norman Norman Rockwell type um, for the podcast era, of course. You know, we're all... We're all just, you know, we've all just got time, and uh, what I've got time to do is draw up these elaborate, you know, uh, I guess tablescapes, we'll say, sure, uh, of a of a Thanksgiving meal gone awry. And I can only imagine one that the three of us are attending is is going to be an awful mess. Um, so, uh, so Tony, how have you been, Tony? You would you like? to join the show also? Um, or are you still busy, you know, flinging green beans into my face or or po- try playing the knife game on the table, you know, where you got your fingers spread out and you keep t- tapping Tony, your fingers. And Tony fingers would right be now. the yeah.
2: fucking king of the yeah. knife game because yeah. who gives a shit if it goes yeah. wrong? Right. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm on a hiding to nothing there. But no, look, I... I odd choice that you had me throwing peas and then green beans because the the choice if you're one handed and can't really bend the spoon is something really viscous like some mashed potatoes or some candy candied yams they stick on the spoon good and you can really get some wrist action going and get some pace into those suckers that would have been my choice of a virtual vegetable to fling
2: Uh, to, to be fair Uh, all of this was made up so you're really both of you are overthinking this tremendously
1: nope i totally i've i (laughs) our listeners won't believe it and um of course we know our listeners um they might believe it because many of our listeners haven't experienced a thanksgiving in years i assume they are in some kind of belarusian prison camp or something um drinking dirty water or they're um, in, a, in a U.S. prison, getting served, what God only knows, their, their honorarium type, not honorarium, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're sort of like thank, Thanksgiving slop that you would get in in Mac, Supermax. Um, and then maybe a handful of guys that get to go to Cracker Barrel or whatever, the OCB, for for Thanksgiving. So, uh, shout out to our listeners. I hope you guys enjoy that that nice Thanksgiving, you know, image I I maybe brought back from your childhood at age six or seven.
2: Can I tell you that uh, um, I uh, I watched the season five of Sixty Days in on Netflix. Oh yeah, and a part of me is like, I kind of wonder what Thanksgiving in prison's like. I like, I bet it's probably not bad. <laughs> I bet it probably is bad. <laughs> yeah, they probably make it special. <laughs> well,
1: it's a good point though to make get that uh, to make though brian because uh, sometimes thanks- thanksgiving here and one of the reasons i wanted to have you on is that thanksgiving here often feels worse because you have to deal with all kinds of people you only half like oh. right so maybe thanksgiving in prison at least gets you out of that I
2: have a uh, yeah, i'll save it for for that segment but uh, we yeah we we have thanksgiving issues at this house
1: yeah well uh, before we um, before we dig in too far into the uh into the, the details of, of this year's Thanksgiving. Of course, I, I, I did want to say uh, this year's Thanksgiving might be my favorite ever just because, um, well, of course, uh, next week, well, it, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, not to, of course, timestamp Tony, but for a special specific date we in, in which he has to try to release the show because, uh, Tony does do all that work. I don't to spoil that for everybody but um you know tomorrow the day after you might see this show pop up wednesday the tw- uh, wednesday the 20 somethingth 25th um we're going to be doing our uh thanksgiving eve black wednesday uh a live hangout beer engine virtual pub i uh, wanted to put that at the front of the show for once because i always say it at the end and i'll probably repeat it but um you know Tony and I will be there playing games. You guys, uh, people love black Wednesday at the bar. You can't do it. Um, you can't get away from your family by going to the bar this year. You're probably already away from your family anyways. So I guess you can come and knock off some beers with us. We'll play some, uh, whatever, quiplash and stuff. I'm going to have a trivia game that I keep promising that I have to actually make and figure out an app that will actually work for it. And, um, you know, if I try to guilt Brian for the next 45 minutes, maybe we can get him for, for, a, for a 20 minutes, uh, spot of, uh, playing a game with us or something too. So Ass. Um, we'll be there. Uh, yep. That's what I figured. All your heroes will be there except for Brian, but, uh, we'll have, we'll have Kelly there. That's pretty good. She's certainly better looking. And, uh, we're going to have the, we're going to have the pastry bot. The pastry bot's going to make an appearance. I can't wait. Can't wait to see that guy. Um, so going to be a good time. So, uh, you know, just hit us up on. There he is. We only hear him these days. Uh, hit us up on Instagram or uh, oh drop me an email uh, at beer engine show at gmail.com. And we'll hit you with the discord uh, invite. So you guys can chill with us. I even bought a ring light, Tony. Uh, if that's exciting. I am a real content creator oh, wow. with a ring light now.
0: So, does that mean you're turning <laughs> yourself in to a content creator and you're going to start a YouTube makeup channel?
1: That's what I'm turning my, <laughs> I'm turning myself in, I think is what I'm doing. This is a regular it's, Kardashian.
2: From,
1: from <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to look like I have a mugshot from turning myself in as my expectation is going to be looking pretty I'm going to be looking pretty grim, um, I expect.
0: Which Kardashian do you think Griffy is, Brian, if you had to put like a stamp on it. Is he like Black China, if we're including her in the whole ensemble, or is he Rob Kardashian or Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner?
2: Well, clearly not Kendall or Kylie, so that's ridiculous. (laughs) I feel like I feel like maybe he's part of like the Jenner crowd, you know what I mean? Like they're associated but not like fully integrated. He's what and not and not like the the uh, uh, what's the one that uh, not the super um, uh, famous Jenner, whichever one that is. Bruce, uh, Caitlin? formerly <laughs> that's right. Bruce, Kate, Caitlin, That's <laughs> the Nathan one I'm thinking of. Sorry, oh. not Brody. He's not Brody Jenner. He's like the older. He's like the older Jenner brother. Like he's still he's in the mix, but uh, he's not. You know, maybe like the A list. I feel like you're one of those Jenners. Yeah, look, they're all they're all but they're all more handsome than I am. I mean, so I'm Scott. I'm Scott Disick. I think right. <laughs>
1: uh, so, to, uh, guys, real quick, I just wanted to we we got we did get a, look, a couple of listener comments that I and I like to um, get these out into the ether so that people are held responsible for their words and actions. Um, so. Uh, one thing we did here, oh, we got a comment on Instagram from our friend, Mr. Wise. Uh, Brian, I think this is a fellow you're familiar with to some degree. Sure. Um, so yeah. uh, he commented on uh, last week's show. Nice to get the Aussies take on our post-election woes. Don't know what he's talking about. And, uh, uh, of course, because everything's fine here. And, <laughs> and also some chatter about the proper curation of tap lists. Uh, Personally, he always thought that bigger was better, but can understand how a casual beer drinker might be put off by a large, I think he meant tap list. So uh, he did, uh, so so Brian, last week we did talk about um, giant places where you go where there's like 150 beers, and um, while that Mm -hmm. might be fine if you don't particularly trust the place to pick out good beers, like say the M Resort for example, right. um, you can pick out your own. Maybe if you go to a good place, it might be nice if they just told, it's like the pizza rock thing that you've talked about in, in the past. Do I need to know the oven temp and pick the oven temp of my pizza? And I want I, you to make the pizza the the good way. And Give I, me the good beer. I
2: actually, yeah. if I can chime in on that, I act as a, as a non beer drinker for the most part, I like those kinds of places because okay. I can like, literally you can customize Okay, and sure, you, yeah. Do your whatever whatever it is that you like, chances are there's a beer that tastes like it. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Actually. So I, I actually, yeah, as a casual or or not really a beer drinker, I, oh. I am pro places with too many beer choices.
1: Because there's all likelihood you can get like choc- chocolate raspberry <laughs> like there's beer. gonna be a
2: there's gonna be a fucking peanut butter and jelly okay, sandwich yep. beer on the menu and I'm gonna order it and probably like it fine. That's almost certainly, yeah.
0: Yeah, but are you going to be able to find it on that huge list? This is a problem that Griff and I were discussing because they'll all be called IPAs and often they'll have vague naming conventions and that's, that's really the issue. Like if you just had even 20 beers, surely that's easier to find something you'll like. There'll be something delicious on a menu of 20 rather than a menu of 150. And Vegas is one of the biggest culprits for this. It's not just the M Resort. Downtown, there's a couple of places that are doing 150 different taps on at any one time. Like, how do
2: you know what you're going to... They're all hams, baby. We know that. (laughs) Uh, And and that... That's like the uh, that's like the New York diner version of beers, right? Like, do you need a seven page menu? You're a diner like, you know, that there's probably tell me the thing that's that you guys actually do. That's really good. Yeah, I'll get that instead of just trying to figure out between the Greek, the Italian, the Chinese, the American, the French options, which (laughs) one of those might work. Tell me the thing that you guys cook that tastes good. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, and it's even worse in the beer world because they're all called IPA. So you don't know whether it's Greek, Italian, or Chinese, but it's all going to be called IPA because IPA sells in, in 2020.
1: Yeah, well, uh, well and there's uh, the M is a, is a culprit of this because they have like 30 IPAs, and I'm like, uh, I don't know any of these. <laughs> give me one that isn't in a dirty tap line. It won't give me the worst hangover of all time. That's mostly my goal. Um, and I'm always wrong. Every time I go there, I end up with the worst hangover and I keep going. So maybe it's because you have um, 11 of them. That can't be it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I did, uh, he did also ask Mr. Wise did also ask if Tony got the job with the New Yorker. Well, I can only tell him that if he hits the, uh, lives, the live uh, <laughs> hangout next week, he might find out how well Tony's doing at the New Yorker. If that's any hint wink. That's a that was a Jeffrey Tubin joke. If anyone was wondering, um, probably a little be,
2: dry. That's right. That might be It'll my favorite thing there. that happened in all of all of quarantine. Oh my god! Yes, was, pulling out is that slong on the thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. oh man. As a guy who has had some risky situations, masturbating. I mean, he. <laughs> He wanted that to happen at that point. Like that's a <laughs> fetish, like you, you can't, you can't yeah. accidentally do
1: that. You, well, it's, it's pretty amazing that, uh, we can't get through like a 45 I mean, listen, I, I have work meetings all the time and I managed to get through almost all of my work meetings. I want to say without having the ir, uh, irrepressible urge to wank off. You know, we're we're um, in quarantine. It's amazing how I'm able to do it.
2: There's <laughs> nothing but time and opportunity to jerk off. You got to do it. The one appointment you have in a day, that's when you have to do it. Like it's so good. That story is amazing.
1: It's the best. um Well, speaking of my some of my favorite news stories, and we know at the Thanksgiving table with this group, especially, you do not want to get you don't want to get these three, you know, us three guys talking about politics. You're going to be fighting all day. You know, one of us, one of us is talking about COVID is a hoax. One of us is talking about dominion systems or whatever. And, uh, so I decided maybe let's have a sort of a more wholesome news story. And I caught this to talk about today, uh, guys, um, In the New York Post, have you guys? Are you guys familiar with this newspaper? Seems like a reputable uh, outlet. Good. It's a good. It's a good rag. What's it? What's (laughs) its
0: slogan? Uh, Democracy dies in darkness. Is that them? Is that the New York Times?
1: Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think democracy died. I think (laughs) is theirs. So (laughs) this the headline here: Pope Francis's Instagram account appears to like bikini models' photo. And uh, I don't really want to read the whole article. There's just some there's some funny gags in this New York Post style type little jokes in here that I I just want to throw out just to sort of pick on uh, this story by a Mr. Lee Brown. And uh, I don't know if you guys clicked on this link. Uh, This is a big booty model. um, If you can't tell, uh, certainly, you know, not opposed to that on the surface, but the Pope was out there. Double tapping uh, this this girl's schoolgirl pick, and um, you know Brian, you and I were both Catholic school children. Yeah, um, I of course went to a Catholic school that did have a um, you know some uh, we'll say improprieties, I guess. Sure. Some some relocated priests, we'll say. Um, and uh, so so have you, I don't know, maybe the Pope or somebody close to the Pope has some sort of, um, I guess like uniform type fetish or turn on. Is that something that, you know, after 10 years and 10 to what, 10, 14 years, maybe in Catholic school, you had something like that. Is that, is that something that, that still rings for you is, is this girl in the in Catholic school or off? still something that's like a turn on. Uh,
2: thank you for remembering that I failed kindergarten. It is 14 <laughs> years. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, repressed Catholic rage or not, but I'm on board, sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I want to say, you know, this Pope has been given a lot of credit for, you know, kind of pushing reform in the Catholic Church and, you know, mm-hmm. saying radical things like, maybe gays aren't going straight to hell. Wow. Uh, I think this is a step in the right direction. I mean, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, this really. is Simpsons.
1: This is the Catholic, the Catholic Church. Things are a little different now, or whatever that that yeah, was that they Super Bowl
2: Hope, Hope is all about like Instagram ass models. Yeah, uh, I I can yeah I'm I'm about it. Yeah, uh, I There's a- I actually had I had to have a weird conversation with my wife once. Apparently, she was uh, for and she is on social media far more than I am. But apparently, she was not aware that like sixty percent of Instagram is Ass content, yep. <laughs> and so like, I, I mentioned it. She got upset with me, like I'm some kind of a fucking weirdo. And I'm like, listen, I'm barely on it. How did you not know? Right. That uh, that that there was so much ass on Instagram. So anyway, it was a it was a really delightful, lively debate. But uh, now she's aware. Uh, her yep. and the Pope are on the same page. Good. Oh yeah. Well, the Pope knows. Um,
1: so there's a couple of a uh, couple of good couple of good quotes in here. I thought, um, uh, the, the, the nice lady's name is, uh, Natalia Gariboto. We'll say, uh, that's my white guy pronunciation. She's Brazilian. Now we do, uh, is Argentinian. I, I, do, I will throw that out there. Just something to to just throw that in a pile of things to realize.
0: Yep. But Brian, you're a white looking dude, but you are not strictly white. Um, Would you like to have a go at pronouncing this name? Because I'm sure you'll do a better job than either Griff or I will. Um, Even if you mangle it, you'll at least roll an R or two in there.
2: I, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you that until he said Brazilian, I assumed it was some kind of like a weird Korean ass model. Uh, Gary sounds like super, like we're dealing with that weird Japanese fetish, but, uh, either way yep. I'm, uh, I'm fine with it. Whatever it is, I'm, uh, me and Pope Francis are, are uh, on board. Yep.
1: At least she's going to heaven. She joked, or at least I'm going to heaven. She joked of the like, so that's good. Um, yep. You're right, Ryan. Most of Instagram is just this type of content. Yeah. It's ass content or oh, yes. like, uh, enormous breast content crazy wild rando levels of, <laughs> of freak
2: freak oh there's there's some there's some of that
0: but doesn't it just show that instagram is just another part of the internet well it's taken a bit of time what is the internet for other than some cute cat videos and dog videos the whole internet is 60 percent boob or ass isn't it at the end of the day
1: 60 <laughs> percent. yeah uh <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if Instagram holds a 60% number, it's relatively conservative. I would say, yeah, uh, I would say it's nine, 90% here's somehow I asked really here's between the, simping and all
2: that stuff. I mean, come on. Here's the difference is there's is Instagram is not a, uh, you know, it's not a pornographic website. In fact, you're not allowed to be naked. So I hear on Instagram, although I've seen some shit that that presses that (laughs) walks that line. But so the fact that you can't like this is a hard thing about being a parent. You can make a good living on Instagram. with a big ass. That is a bona fide (laughs) occupation. So how? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where my kids are going to end up when it's all said and done. They're small now, but it's going to be really hard as a parent to, you know, push things like education and hard work when literally with a big ass, and then and then a, a smartphone, yeah, you could do better than your parents have ever done. To be fair, a, a big ass was going to get you a
1: long way no matter what. Pre Instagram, you know, a pretty. A pretty big ass, uh, well-toned ass was had a lot of value in the market. <laughs> maybe it's just easier to create the content now. You don't have to go through a middleman now, and maybe that's better, actually.
2: Huh? Huh? How about that? No, I think Not that that's. Not, I. I mean, I would argue that it's a better, <laughs> that it's a more, uh, more equitable. marketable skill. Yeah. yeah, when it's all said and done,
1: you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to go. Go through some f- uh, freaky model casting agency. Just, I just know.
2: I know a lot of people with college degrees, myself included, mm-hmm. that oh. are not that are not doing all that impressively, quite frankly. But uh, boy, a I'm, big ass that you can do all right with a big ass. Yeah, it's and I,
1: free, and it's free. My Usually. college degree isn't that good either, and I bet I got. I don't have a wagon out. I got to deal with that. I think Tony's the only one here who's carrying any sort of goods back there.
0: Yeah, but the rest <laughs> of me is a disaster. That's the problem. Like, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but.
1: Has, has it not anyone yet.
0: <laughs> you, you at least <laughs> need one redeeming feature other than a big ass.
1: Mm, I suppose. Um, Depends on who
2: you are. I don't know. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe if you're Tony. Kid.
1: Tony. Why don't you try? Why don't you try out something with one of those scarves you're making, or some of these abstract paintings? See if you can tie that in. (laughs) All right. So I think, um, so Brian, you've actually experienced Thanksgiving sort of like this in the past, but I was—I've been theorizing, sort of in this household, that this might be the best best Thanksgiving ever. Um, I am so excited for this. I—it's just going to be me and me and kelly that's it um we don't i can eat and cook whatever food i want i can drink whatever i want i can have whatever beers wine cocktails i want in the house um this is just this is just who it is right we're not we're not going to anyone's house i don't have to cook for a whole crew um and and meet their sort of expectations of what tradition means whether it be mine or or kelly's family um now you've been doing this for a while i think or at least mm-hmm. maybe on and off for years um, am I as excited as I should be, or is this maybe not as thrilling and it's just going to feel like I'm having a regular day and it's going to be boring?
2: Um, so you're, you're in a good spot because this is the first year you're doing it. So it's gonna, it's gonna be great because it, you know, you're, you're still going to prep it in your mind. Like, Hey, this is a big food holiday. Right. It's going to be great, but it's just the two of you. So you can really like go all out, get, you know, appetizers, make a fucking day of it. Right. Um. We, as you mentioned, we've been doing this consistently, making like Thanksgiving narrower and narrower. <laughs> where it was like, you know, we, you know, we had the family Thanksgiving, and then we're like, okay, we'll invite like one other family over, and then maybe we just like have a, fr- a random friend over, and then eventually it, it just turned into our family. Well, he, here's what happened: uh, my wife essentially canceled Thanksgiving this year. She got. She gets very frustrated because Mm -hmm. uh, we have kids, obviously. So just having a regular dinner with kids is a a fucking nightmare. I mean, they they don't want what you cooked and it's a whole thing. So that's annoying. And that's when dinner takes 30 minutes to cook. Imagine you spent six to eight hours cooking a dinner (laughs) and your kids are shitty. Well, like last year, she had such a fit about it. And she was so upset that she's like, we're not doing Thanksgiving anymore. So this year we're quite literally like, I think she's doing like a workout with, uh, you know, some kind of virtual workout in the garage in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then I think we're just going to, we're going to, you know, there's a bunch of restaurants with things closing down. There's the, the silver lining is there's a lot of restaurants doing like a full oh, yeah. takeout like dinner. So there's a really good Italian restaurant that last year we did uh, Easter, our Easter dinner catered by this place cost about a hundred bucks and it was a ton of food. It was delicious. So I think we might do that again for Thanksgiving. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the plan because, uh, yeah, once you've done it a couple times, like I said, originally, initially it's, it's fun, you know, to, to, to just have a couple people just your immediate household, but you still try to make it fun and fancy. And then once that has worn off, you're just like, fuck it. Uh, I, I just want, I just want some peace and quiet and, yep. and I don't want, I don't want to do anything. So that's where we are. Yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, I was worried. I, um,
1: I, we are, we are not going all out. I would say either. I'm just excited that I, I, I guess I'm more so excited. I don't have to do all of the parts of Thanksgiving where I'm going to cook for six days. I think I'm going to be cooking for about two, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Sure. Um, But uh, I, um, we did, we did the same thing. So everything's been closed here for months now, you know? Um, So we, uh, we, we tossed around just like going, there's a barbecue, good barbecue place down the street that was doing smoked, just turkey breasts. Um, I was like, that, that's gotta be good. They got a lotte, they got mac and cheese. They got a green vegetable that I'm obligated to eat. I can do those things. That's what's that cost. And then it was like, I don't know, $140 or something I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> no way for two people get out of here. <laughs> so I was like, uh, well, we won't be doing that. I'm just gonna, so I just got a, I got to cut up a whole chicken. I'm going to roast it all separate. So I get roasted at a really high heat, a bunch of herbs, garlic, all that stuff. And I'm going to just make stovetop sides. So I'm going to make some sauteed green beans with, uh, pecans and ham. And then, um, mashed potatoes. And that's pretty much it. Honestly, Kelly's gonna make cornbread. So All right. that's it. And I'm excited for that because I'm going to drink like six old fashions. That's why I'm excited. Honestly, <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with the, uh, the drinking starting very early because it's a holiday and it's okay. I get up, uh, I, I, I go about eight in the morning, uh, to put in my, uh, bets at the kiosk. Yep. At the uh, at the South Point kiosk, so I don't have to talk to anybody. I just run, park at the curb, run in, make my bets at the kiosk, run out. So I'm good for the football games, and then uh, yeah, I'm I'm all set for the rest of the day.
0: Do you still have to go in person in Vegas to to put on your bets, or is it a personal choice that you're not having an online betting account? Because that seems that's correct. Okay, I completely understand. Yeah, I
2: I need I need the accountability of handing money over to a person. I can't just. Like, I can't, first of all, I absolutely cannot have it linked to a credit card. I know myself well enough to know that. Oh, well, I don't have that. Uh, yeah, because that's just, uh, that's a dangerous thing. But yeah, I, I don't need the convenience of being able to bet from my couch because I will bet on everything. Right. If if I have the opportunity, if I don't have to leave my house and give somebody money, I will bet on everything always. See so, I am. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: I went the other way. I I have the so I have the betting apps and I will be getting them in Vegas just to throw a prediction out there.
2: (laughs) Um, I'll I'll, I'll go with you when you do that, because it's probably about time that I get one. Uh, I will I will say that I I think some of them kind of walk that line where uh, you actually have to fund the account in person and you can also cash out in person. uh, You can bet. Like once you fund okay. the account, you can bet from home. I think that might be a good compromise for me. That
1: yeah. that sounds terrible. Here, here you can do whatever you want. I mean, yeah. here you can, uh, they made it. I mean, once COVID hit and they were, I mean, they pretty much started sports betting in the state when COVID hit. So they yeah. immediately had to make new rules pretty much right away <laughs> um, because there was always going to be the online part of it, but it was going to be a thing where, and this is so stupid in a place where there's not casinos every six feet. The casinos here are every 60 miles, pretty much. Um, you have to be on the Wi-Fi of the casino to <laughs> be able to deposit money. I mean, come on. And you're just like, uh, so I have to drive to O'Hare, essentially. Get in the parking lot of the Rivers Casino close enough to get on their Wi-Fi and like verify that I, and then they were just like, okay, there's a million better ways to do this. We're just going to get rid of this rule. And it was very stupid. So now you can just do whatever you want. And it deposited directly into my bank account, which is sweet. Um, I don't know how Vegas works. I'm sure there's some other way it's going to fuck me, but that's all right. Yeah.
0: The best way to do it though, is to fund it with some sort of online method and then get paid in Bitcoin. That's, that's the <laughs> way I like to work it. Yeah. Yeah. Griff, I'm sure you'll <laughs> no. agree. You've had that experience.
1: Of course, yes. Uh, I am very. Uh, I'm of course plugged into the crypto market, as our listeners know. Um, I have. Uh, I understand how it works, and uh, you know, if you just want to reach out to me, I'll let you know how it, how is how that, it works.
0: How is that Bitcoin doing? Has it has it um, gone up in value, or have you cashed uh, out of the? To be uh, fair,
1: I don't believe market. I have enough to make a meaningful difference. Um, the one thing I did do, just because I was have you guys ever gotten bored in this period of time during the last eight months? I got bored and there was a thing that they would give you $6 of various cryptos. Um, if you watched like videos about how they work and they all work the same way, by the way. So it was like, here, watch this video about cello gold and we'll give you $6. And I would just immediately transfer it to Bitcoin. Cause I'm like, well, at least Bitcoin is relative of, of some level of stability that it's not just going to vanish tomorrow. So I just dumped my $6. So I'm up to like $80. Um, hmm. in, yeah, I know it's a, it's a, you know, and God, I think it's like point oh 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 three four eight something Bitcoin Melibit, something. Yeah. We're, lo- we're living it. Um, don't ever do anything with Bitcoin. That's my advice. Uh, I don't need. I don't know what I'm doing with it. It's just in my little virtual wallet, and I don't know how to turn it into money or pay for something. So, boy, what a useful thing! <laughs> I just want a fucking pizza for God's sake. How do I get this money out? I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. Now, you, Tony, you threw me on the Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just looking at the Australian. Um, uh, bookmakers um, did we want to take a stab at a sport that the three of us know nothing about other than we know it's played at pubs uh, we've, we've got betting on darts did we want to take a, a, um, a bet on one of the matches taking place tomorrow the grand slam of darts just, just for some giggles. Yeah, Let's in. see how it turns we out in. on the next show.
2: We just need Brian to do the one hundred and eighty bit. <laughs> I will, I, in in memory of the late Troy Bohunk. I will throw out a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another lady. <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah. the best. When he when he informed me that, that that first of all that this was televised and second of all that the world's greatest sports announcer was calling <laughs> it. Really did kind of change change the world for me. I will say that. All right, who's in it? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pick. Okay.
0: We're gonna choose the third match because that's just the match I chose. Um Simon Whitlock versus Adam Hunt. Did you want the odds?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Simon Whitlock, uh, I don't know how to convert this into American dollars, is $1.36. So you put on $1, you'll get, get a $1.36 back. And Adam Hunt is the outsider. He's $2.87 to win the match. Who would you like in that, guys? Griff, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. You understand those markets a little bit better because you've worked with an overseas bookmaker at times. Um, who have you got in this matchup of Simon Whitlock versus Adam Hunt?
1: Hold on I'm converting those numbers into Bitcoin uh, <laughs> um, well if I if, it, if I bet at anything like I do soccer um, it's I don't the problem is I don't know any of these people or anything about darts but I would probably just take the longer odds because what I do with soccer is I look at two teams that I think are about the same which happens all the time and i because if I don't know you look at fucking Southampton plays, uh, I don't know, Everton or something. And Everton's okay this year. So this is a great example, but actually they should beat them. And you're like, well, these teams are about the same. And why is one like three to one? That doesn't make any sense. Um, they'll win one out of every three times easy, you know, more than that probably. So I'd probably just eat the bigger odds because I don't know what I'm doing and just throw $5 at it or something.
0: Okay. So you like Adam Hunt. Actually, what we'll I do- love Adam
1: Hunt, I, yep. Adam Hunt's my guy. I've seen him
0: what we're going to do is turn this into a three dart parlay. So that's going to be the first leg of our three team parlay. Brian, I'm going to throw another match up at you. Um, James Wade versus Ian White.
2: Oh man. Okay. I don't even want to know the odds. I'm going to tell you, Ian White is winning this thing. I feel so good about this. Congrats Uh, to Ian. He's already won uh, it. Ian White. Uh, the thing, to, to piggyback on what uh Griff was just saying, the reason this is even more ridiculous than betting soccer teams that you think are, you know, uh, evenly matched, is it's just two dudes that play darts. They're drunk. Like, you got to figure they're both pretty good at fucking darts. They made it yeah. this far. Like, they're probably both pretty good at darts. That's true. So, so
1: three to one on a guy just to beat another guy which is, it feels like it's 50, 50. In, in you know I mean?
2: <laughs> when they're both like the best dart players right. that most people know, like it's, it's a pretty good, unless somebody knows both of out. those guys. Right. I <laughs> right. Mean,
1: right. And what's the short of the chances. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably
2: actually not bad now that you say you're that right. loud. And you're in the dark but circles. Yeah. If you're in that dark community. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just just so I know is was is Ian uh, the favorite or was he the the long shot?
0: He's the outsider but but not crazy odds. Okay. He's at $2.10 to win.
2: Um All right. Yeah. And like then him. I'm
0: going to take the the next match um and that'll be Dave Chisnell versus Jose de Souza.
2: Jose de Souza. What? How did Jose
0: get into the mix? <laughs> so I've got to take Jose, right? Darts is becoming an international sport, obviously. He, I I'm guessing he doesn't look like yeah. Phil Taylor. I can't even Taylor. think of
1: two countries that
2: play darts, honestly. <laughs> Australia I got to figure England. Tony. got to figure Tony is making a mistake going with Jose right here, but okay. He is I'll a, root for him. He is the seventy two favorite. So, Wow, that's a that's a
0: significant favorite. That's uh that's not nothing. So, I'll make that a $5
1: parlay and that'll pay nice.
0: That that will win us if it comes in. It's actually a $5 multi. Um it'll pay $52. So, oh <laughs> good luck.
1: That's another that's another couple of millibits in the into the bank, <laughs> baby. Can you bet on your phone legally, Tony, in Australia is Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Something- and yeah, I, I
0: just used one of my bonus bets, and now we're in line to win $57.42 because I had a power play, which I can use once a day to up my odds. So,
1: Not to do a humble brag or anything on my travel. Yeah. This isn't even a humble brag. This is just me bragging. But uh, uh, I, when I've been in gas stations in like um, in Denmark particularly, and even in Faroe Islands in the middle of the fucking ocean, you can just bet on games at the gas station. You just fill out a little fucking parlay card type thing and like hand it to the lady who gives you your, uh, whatever cheap soda and your really good hot dog. And, uh, uh you can bet on, you know, some two random Faroese teams to do something. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's very good. And so you can just bet in the Seven Eleven. There, it's pretty cool. And here we have, I have to drive to O'Hare to put $25 in my, Give me a break.
0: Mine's hooked up via PayPal. That's how easy it is in Australia.
1: Oh wow! Thank you, Mr. Musk. We we love mm-hmm. you, Mr. Musk. You're a hero. So, Brian, I wanted to ask you one one other thing about Thanksgiving, and then I have a little Thanksgiving bit for you that I that I want you to to play with us. Um, sure. So, do you think uh, you, you've been doing Thanksgiving this way for a while? You know, people are more, I guess, transient than they used to be. I'm I'm in fact becoming more transient than I typically have been. Um do you think there's going to be I mean we've talked about you and I and and the three of us actually in you know a few months ago when we first started uh talking on this feed um have talked about how covid this is going to change some things forever do you think thanksgiving or holidays this time of year is has any sort of permanent shift to being just different in general um I know that we got a lot of pressure from family to try to do stuff and we were just it was just never going to happen. Um, is that is that something that once we all get loaded up with this vaccine, it's going to go away? Or will someone looking like me, for example, looking to take advantage of a situation where I don't have to see, uh, you know, 25 family members at once might just say like,
2: nah, nah I don't really want to do that. If, if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's that uh, I don't think most people feel the same way about their family that I feel and that by some extension, you also feel Uh great. I mean, there are people that maybe even people in this household. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. There there are people that really are fucking into their family and like, this is, they love it. They talk to them all the time. They want to get together. Like this is a big deal for them. I'm looking for a reason to get out of shit. Yep. Like, this is great for me, but <laughs> but I, I definitely believe that, that that way more people than you think are on the other side of this. And they are going to double the fuck down. If even Let's just assume that some of them aren't going to just go all out this year, which most of them probably are. Those kinds of they people are. probably are. That doesn't matter. But let's just say a few of them. Decide to do the socially responsible thing and not do it. I guarantee they're going to double down next time. So no, I don't think this shit's going anywhere. You're
1: right. I think right.
2: Uh, it's just it's just those of us that have weird, uncomfortable relationships with our families. Yep. That are uh, that are happy that this is happening.
1: They're going to double down worse this year. I think. I mean, that's been the general opinion. I did see something today that said AAA said Thanksgiving travel expected to be down ten percent, and I was like, "Is that all?" Did you say ten percent? What the fuck? I mean, we have like twenty ICU beds left in our two our county our region right here that has like a million, literally one million people in the region. We have twenty ICU beds left right now before Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm sure that's going to end up fine. I'm just going to be, like, totally bunkered until we leave for for Las Vegas.
0: Would you like an update on the Australian COVID situation?
1: No. I know it's good. Thank <laughs> you. you got, Thank what you, Tony. Congratulations. 15, Congratu- 15, 15 <laughs> people.
0: Well, right. Victoria has recorded uh, 21 days straight of no new COVID cases. Oh, yeah. So I think yeah, there are congrats. two
1: active cases left in the state. Actually, my... My house is at the same amount, more days than that. So we win again. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> and Brian's house too, I believe is still at zero. Yeah. Um, and, and we've, we've, uh, we got a lot more disgusting people in ours that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that could have screwed it up. We're, we're good. So uh,
1: Brian, uh, I wanted to put you through one more ringer of the, the beer engine podcast games. Uh, I know the last one was a little bit less structured. Uh, this one I sort of like. So our listeners will know, again, you know, listeners are in the Belarusian prison camp and so on. But uh, they are out there, and um, they they know our game that we play here every couple of weeks sometimes is a game called Untrapped. <laughs> I asked Tony to give us, uh, the rating, you know, out of five stars, uh, the review rating of various beers that I find on the internet that I think are funny, <laughs> Brian, you don't know anything about beer really. And that's cool. Um, but you do know a lot about food and you do know a lot about the food network as mm-hmm. we've proven over many years. Sure. And what I've, what I've done, what my big brain managed to muster up for this week was, um, that, uh, I found some of my favorite food network, uh, stars and their best recipes for Thanksgiving. And I thought it might be fun if Brian and, you know, certainly Tony, you can lend your, your collaborative insights as somebody who knows sort of the way my mind works. Um, actually, Brian probably knows the way my mind works pretty well too, because he has similar sort of inclinations, but, uh, Tony could lend some expertise here on guessing these ratings. And I've found. Five very uh, yummy-sounding dishes, I thought, uh, from some of our fave chefs, and I thought I'd run them over, give you a description, give you some of the key ingredients, and you might guess their rating out of five stars. What do you think? Uh, I'm in. All right, great.
0: Two questions. Is Brian going to be pushed down the well because that is a big part of this game?
1: Well, I've decided to leave Brian out of the well until he fails miserably. Um, as we know, Tony gets stuck in a well, that's why he's on track and he has to, his well uh, home, actually you might want to go down there. It has a bunch of vintage porno in it and it's hmm. sort of a nice place with a <laughs> nice kitchen and stuff. So he kind of likes going in there and <laughs> check okay. out his, his heavy bush and porn time. and, uh, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. You gotta be, but the problem is Tony's there. So that's one of the issues. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll keep you out for now.
0: The second question is, is this going to be involving any chefs that may or may not have been cancelled over the past 12 to 18 months?
1: Um, I do not believe any of these people have been cancelled, but you can give us the cancelled update if any of these people have Tony. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right, Brian, here's the first one. Uh, this one's pretty so – I'll give you a little – a little helper here. These are all out of five stars, but most of them are pretty high. I'm just going to give you a little hint in terms of rating. And I, I have, I believe that is because nobody wants to admit that they cooked the dish bad. Nobody wants to go on here and say 2.5. I did a bad job making it. Right. So I I don't think you're getting like Yelp type ratings. Um, all right. So this is Rachel Ray. We know her. Is she canceled? Tony? She good. I think she's she's good. She's the queen of the garbage bowl. Yeah, GB garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, butternut squash mac and cheese. I thought this would be a good one for you, oh, I, know, I don't think you. Fuck. I'm sure you got problems already. Here's <laughs> the description. The description. The description reads very what weirdly, and I, I'm gonna have a hard time inflecting it. Honestly, um, I know it sounds odd, but my girl loved butternut squash. This dog might even go for it before a steak, especially if there were also pasta and cheese involved in the deal. So this description sounds like she was feeding it to the dog. I know she has a dog food, but I don't really know where she's getting that. So... Here's the core ingredients. You have macro- She describes it as macaroni with lines. I'm sure that's what the Italians call it too. <laughs> macaroni with lines. Okay. Now I hear something has lines and I'm going to blow and kind of clear my nose out, but I don't know what you guys are doing. Um, you got frozen cooked butternut squash and you have two cups of Cheddar.
0: Hang on, hang so, on. You couldn't be bothered to actually get some fresh butternut squash in and chop it yourself. Classic Rachel
1: Ray. Frozen cooked butternut squash, macaroni with lines, such as tubettini or mini penne rigate. Well,
0: then and, it's not macaroni. Uh, two then.
1: cups of cheddar. I suppose it's I it doesn't lines. have lines. No lines. So, what do you guys got for a rating out of this on five out of five stars? I'll give you a heads up. This has a hundred and nine reviews. Of course it does. It's Rachel Ray. A lot of people have made this, which is kind of can go either way, I guess.
0: It can. Um, This, to me, is a classic case of taking something that can be pretty good and instantly making it worse by adding a vegetable that shouldn't be there. Um, And I think we've discussed, maybe not on this show, but certainly on other shows that we've done, how most homemade mac and cheeses do not live up to the hype or the effort
2: Always bad. Yep,
0: yep, yep. And for this to be a Rachel Ray dish, I, I'm, I'm looking on the, the the lower side personally, Brian. I don't know what your thoughts are, but yeah, my thoughts are, this isn't going to be a five.
2: I mean, the reality is it's it's in re- is that it's terrible. That's the reality of it. <laughs> now, you're dealing with Rachel Ray fans though that oh, are yeah, overwhelmingly yeah, like yeah, these are overwhelmingly like positive ladies. Mm, I think, yeah, I think what I would rate it, but I believe that the rating of these 109 ladies, I think she comes in at like a 4.1. You're
0: coming in low. I'm saying it's going to be a lo- low rating, but I'm, I'm, she's going to be at 4.37. Okay.
1: No hundredths in oh. these ratings, Tony, unfortunately. Ooh. But uh, so I'm actually going to give this to uh, Brian under Price Right. It's a 4.2. Um, <laughs> so pretty close, food. guys, though. You guys did pretty good. We were close. Um, yeah. That's, and that's about right. Um, this was actually, uh, I, didn't, I, did, I should have grabbed some of the reviews, but I'm, I'm guessing at 4.2, most people liked it, and the people who put one star probably didn't write anything, would be my guess. So yep. butternut, squash, and mac and cheese sounds offensively nasty to me. I uh, mm-hmm. can't even imagine.
0: Now, we were talking about going down rabbit holes during quarantine. I went down one recently, and I'm a big fan of it. Brian, you may have a very different view on this, but have you watched any of the new supermarket sweep because I'm a big fan, mainly of Leslie Jones in this role as host, um, but I'm a big fan of the reboot of Supermarket Sweep.
2: I have watched it. I like it as well. I like Supermarket Sweep. I used to like the, the original game. Also, a little shout out to my man, DC Benny, who plays the uh, checkout clerk is a uh, he's actually a super talented comic. I knew him a little bit in New York, but uh he got he got the gig as the supermarket checkout guy <laughs> that basically gets like one line per episode. One, one creepy line, yeah. Yeah, one one weird uncomfortable line. Yeah. So I'm going to no. give a shout out to him. But yeah, that's it's I like
1: it. We've been watching it too. I, I enjoy it. I, um, I love rooting for my favorite brands. I love to think <laughs> about all my favorite grocery brands and name them and then make fun of people who oh. don't, don't just grab all of the pork belly. They get three, they get like two of them. And I'm I like, know good more, all of more it. pork belly. Yep. Yeah. Just keep taking it. I don't know. Uh maybe
2: there's some I always feel like there's rules that I don't know. Yeah, there there yeah, there are I know that there are limits to the yeah. amount of certain items you can take. Yeah, that's, why that's why so you can't clear. just like take like 30 like uh full like beef loins or whatever right, yeah. like four, you can only get a four wheels amount. of parm <laughs> of the yeah. parm yeah. <laughs> the $250 <laughs> parm
1: wheels. Right, yeah. 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 Uh all right. Yeah. This one I think you're going to like Brian. Oh, all three of us are big brine, big brine boys. We love onions. We salt. We love olives. Right? We're all we're all into that stuff. The sure, three of us. Sure. This one might test the boundaries for me. This is from our friend Tyler Florence. Not canceled, Tony. Right? Don't, he's don't good. Don't believe so. No, I don't think he's been famous enough to get canceled. <laughs> exactly. Um, who would know These are, This is a <laughs> creamed pearl onions. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> creamed pearl onions uh there's only three ingredients in this whole dish so it's a bag of it's cream pearl and onions i get it (laughs) a bag of frozen pearl onions a half cup of heavy cream and a tablespoon of butter 33 reviews on this actually from tyler florence a chef i like and i've made a lot of stuff from
2: I will say that I've heard of this dish before. I've never had it, nor would I ever have it. Uh, I will say also that I've used his uh, his standing uh, uh, prime rib roast recipe, and it's, it's really good. What a um, as far as this one goes, I mean, come on. I don't know who's fucking looking for this. I'm going to say 3.7. I think this one dips wow. under the 4.
0: You're so low here, Brian, because what you've got to take into account is though in – Two out of the three ingredients are fat, and we all know fat is flavor. And complete laziness of a Food Network viewer, the three of us included, this is absolutely hitting a sweet spot. Now, I'd normally go higher, but I actually want to get this one right. I actually think the real number's higher than this, but I'm going to go a 4.2. Three ingredients,
2: you can't screw it up. You know, you know what I didn't take into account? I'm not going to change mine, but I, where I think you're right, Tony, is the only people that are going to make this train, train wreck of a recipe <laughs> are people that want it to begin with. So yep. I'm, yep. I can't be with the bias. Something and I, remember think, in general. Yep. Yeah, I think that, I think that hurt me. Most people who feel like I do just wouldn't yep. even try this. So chances are the ones who actually made it liked it. So I, I think I'm wrong, but I'll stick with my answer.
1: Yeah, it's you're both off. Uh, Tony's closer. It's four point seven. That's oh, where right. actually I actually got to put it. Yeah. But prices, yeah. right rules.
0: Yeah. I just couldn't go too high. I wasn't gonna do the one dollar more trick.
1: I love them. I love a martini with with onions or olives or any of that shit as much as anyone. But creaming them up, sort of. If I'm gonna use that much butter and cream, just put pasta in. I don't need vegetable. I just it's fine. <laughs> we'll do mac. We'll do a mac and cheese. We'll do even a better tasting like a, a better mix for, I don't know what, I don't know what would be better. I don't know. I'll just eat cream corn or cornbread or something. I don't know what we're doing with this. Don't know. How, I, I can just look, I'm just thinking of it in a big casserole or like, in a in a dish serving it, just a big pile of slop of like sloppy onion goop. just <laughs> really offensive to me. I don't know. It's just really nasty sounding, but yeah, 33 people gave this 4.7 stars wild. Um, all right, this one's going to throw everybody. Uh, and this one sounds good, but, uh, you're, you're about to be blown away. This is from, this is not a famous chef. This is actually from the food network kitchen, uh, actually, which has made some good recipes. And I trust more than the famous chefs because they just have to cook good food sometimes, but we'll see what you guys think about this one.
0: They're kind of like Bon Appetit, but not cancelled.
1: Yeah, less horny, I think. Um, (laughs) So sweet potato casserole gets a tricky makeover, sweet potato poutine. What looks like a plate of poutine, French fries topped with gravy and cheese curds, is actually a familiar sweet trio, sweet potatoes, brown sugar, and toasted marshmallows. So this Fuck has all. a bag yeah. of frozen sweet potato fries. Absolutely. It's
0: frozen. What, what a bra- fucking a nightmare third, this dish a is. third <laughs> cup
1: of packed brown sugar, three quarter <laughs> tablespoon vanilla, two tablespoons vanilla. of granulated sugar, sure, cinnamon, oh. <laughs> and a half cup of mini marshmallows. So that is a lot of sweet stuff in there.
0: Even if I wasn't diabetic, I'm taking a pass on this. This sounds terrible. You're taking something that I absolutely love. I've had it a handful of times, probably at really shitty versions of it, but I like French fries and poutines. Why mess with it? Why make something poutine, yeah. that, that is so appetising when you look at it into something really quite shitty that nobody really wants? This sounds terrible. I'm going to take the first stab at this score and – I'm three, to-
1: there's only three reviews.
0: Oh. I would that, just
2: alert uh, you that there's that only three reviews. That makes it interesting.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So I'm guessing that this is going to come in at 3.6. That's where I You're, put my number. The,
1: the picture. Are- the picture of this is a very disturbing picture. I just want to alert everybody that I'm you look follow- this up. I'll put it on our Instagram. But it's just a very.
2: This. Agree, Tony, and I agree that this is uh, this is a travesty. However, <laughs> once, um, learning from my mistake of the last round, I happen to know that there are people that are all in <laughs> on this garbage sweet potato mm-hmm. casserole, right. marshmallows, and syrup. Like I've seen, like just the, the sweetest, grossest thing. I'm going to go crazy and say. A solid five. I bet all three of these motherfuckers gave it a full five. That's what I think.
1: Brian hits the nail on the head. Oh, I a knew five it star. With that I few reviews, it. he is exactly right. Um, maybe we got to get Brian on the uh, untrapped, uh, the real game. I think he could just sort of look at the review amount, look at the, and take a good stab. Um,. Yeah, that's right. People are freaks. The frozen sweet potato fry and what is this? A third cup plus two ta- that's almost like a half a cup of just sugar and a half a, there's almost just a cup of pure sugar in this. I mean, marshmallows are just sugar, right? I mean, yeah. so you you've got a bag of sweet potatoes and a ha- and a full cup of sugar and some vanilla or whatever. Really nasty. This is not intended as a dessert.
2: Yeah, that's a side dish,
1: by the way. Your this dessert comes
2: dish. later. That's <laughs> right. it's fucking disgusting.
1: Yep. All right. I got two left for you. Uh, Brian's got two. Tony's got one. Didn't really necessarily even intend to. But hey, this is more fun this way. Mm. So thank you guys for correcting me. Um, You're welcome. This is also from the Food Network Kitchen. This one, I, I don't know if this sounds bad so much as it just was odd. This is called the cheesy scalloped potato bunt. Um, <laughs> here's a description. Full disclosure you won't be able to stop eating these creamy, cheesy spuds. These crowd pleasing potatoes are layered in a bunt pan to make an impressive dome shape. Uh, and in that bunt pan, there are two and a half pounds of Yukon golds, four tablespoons of butter, two thirds cup of parm. And this, this was a little baffling to me, 12 slices of mild cheddar. And I was sort of, I mean, I know there's sliced cheddar, but do most of us buy it in slice form? I don't, I don't know, whatever. So, uh, I thought that was a little unusual, but yeah, cheesy scalloped potato bunt. It has 26 reviews. I don't know. It doesn't sound horrible to me, but it's just it's I, odd looking. I'll, I'll I know. I mean, I would just, eat and it. You can imagine what it is in a bunt pan. A
2: hundred percent. I would eat this. I'm going to tell you that right now. This sounds oh, yeah. amazing
1: I'm, to me. I mean, potatoes, butter and cheddar and parm, the sharp cheeses, which I like, you know, um, I'm, I'm in on that. Uh, All right. Do you know what we're talking
2: about? A uh, bunt? You're familiar with bunt cakes? Yeah.
0: yeah. I'll I'll let Brian take a stab at this. But yes, I'm very familiar with what what a bunt. How Mm -hmm. many?
2: I need to know how many reviews there are. There's 26 reviews on this. Ooh, That's a tough number. That's a tough middle number. (laughs) Uh, I am going to say. I'm going to say this is high. I'm going to give it a 4.6. Okay.
1: Okay. This is
0: the perfect Food Network uh, recipe because everybody knows how to cook scallop potatoes. How do you fancy them up for Thanksgiving? Move them from a casserole dish into a bundt pan. That's essentially the only change. The only way they could have made this recipe better is to add a third cheese and call it a three cheese cheese scallop potato <laughs> in a bun pan that would be right. a five-star recipe that's a fair point that's um, a fair point so you're taking a dish that everybody can do in this like everybody does scallop potatoes standard dish here in australia sure it's a standard dish in america not particularly hard this one doesn't sound like there's anything new in it other than the 12 slices of cheddar so i'm actually going to go one higher do the prices right thing and i'm going to go
1: 4.7 all right uh Brian, what did you say? 4.6? Yeah, 4.6. Alright, well you both went above um, but Brian is closer. It is a 4.5. I don't know. Do I have to follow the prices rules and give this to no one? <laughs> I um, believe so. Nobody wins, <laughs> nobody wins. Nobody wins. yeah. Uh, okay. You made these so, rules,
0: so we've got to stick by them. I don't know. I just I'm made them up get... on
1: the spot. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know. <laughs> <Laughs, laughs> hey,
0: you should know that that Brian and I are both competitive and I'm not going to give that fucker an extra point um, under any wow. circumstances. It's getting
1: dark here already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, 4.5 for this one. I'm actually surprised it comes in with less reviews than the creamy, creamed pearl onions. Yeah. Oh. Um, this sounds much better to me than that. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say that the only risk with this one is that it's going to be dry in the centre. I guess would be my concern when you cut through this thing. Cause if you're layering the, sl- the cheddar on the outside, I would assume that's a guess. And then the parm two thirds of a cup of parm, you're, you're not getting a lot of like creamy stuff in the middle, but what do I know? No. <laughs> sure. Maybe too much yeah. analysis for a stupid. Dish. Look, I think right, I, so. I know
0: where I went wrong. There are far too many ingredients in this three ingredients, a sweet spot for food network viewers that they're actually going to make scalloped potatoes what have six ingredients um that's that's three ingredients too many
1: all right. all right well here's the last one um this is from Tyler too Tyler Florence this is my favorite of the whole bunch uh it's baffling to me i don't understand it it's uh it is a side dish none of these are desserts this is a side dish Whipped sweet potatoes and bananas with honey. (laughs) Uh, Here's a description. You can roast the potatoes and bananas ahead of time. Thanks. Then put it all together just before serving, then heat it in the oven. Not a very good description. Um, So this has five sweet potatoes, four bananas, two sticks of butter, three quarter cup, Dark brown sugar, half cup flour, one and a half cup of pecans. There are 197 reviews of this. Of course there are. It is one of the better looking dishes, although it looks painfully sweet and sounds painfully sweet. But yeah, whipped sweet potatoes and bananas, almost 200 reviews on this. People love this.
0: This just boggles my mind because I have been enjoying sweet potatoes lately because i've had to switch out for health reasons from potatoes and and have more sweet potatoes in my diet they are sweet enough already if you're going to treat them as a savory vegetable why pair them with other sweet things you want to make them a little bit more savory rather than go sweet and this like the candied yams thing and the candied sweet potatoes is just mind-boggling to me but this is taking it to a whole nother level Whipped with mashed potatoes added in, that just sounds awfully sweet. It sounds more like a dessert. If it had bacon in it, then maybe, but I'm going to say that this comes in low. And by low, we've had everything in the fours, so I'm going to say it comes in on at four point zero. Bang on four.
2: all right that's a good guess I'm, I'm gonna really quickly before i answer i'm gonna say i have made one sweet potato dish from the food network in my life this was probably like a solid 15 plus years ago my dog wants to hear about this story <laughs> hello dog <laughs> uh, no uh it was an interesting idea it was like a uh, It was like a sweet potato ball. It was like an arancini, right? Except instead of rice, it was sweet potato. And instead of mozzarella cheese in the middle, it was a marshmallow. And then you rolled it, (laughs) and then you rolled it in like. you rolled it in like a like a ginger snap coating, okay. Then you baked it off, and did you serve it with the ice cream? Uh, it was a side dish, Tony. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway, it uh, in theory it was fine. It, it didn't. It wasn't great. It was way too sweet, and it didn't hold its shape like an orangey because it wasn't deep fried, so it just turned into like mush. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, just because I want to win this thing, I'm gonna say four point one.
1: <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, and that was a good job by 4.4. 4. People love the, uh, all 200 people about who rated this apparently like it more than I I mean, 4.4 4 is not great compared to some of these other ones, but people have been making it. They really want to try the thing with the bananas. I don't see how this isn't a dessert. I mean, maybe with you could use bananas as a sweetener for like a low sugar sweet potato pie or something. That's how I would do this. Um, then I wouldn't care so much, but just the idea of this as a side dish with four bananas stirred in there is really bizarre to me. Really weird. So Brian, Brian takes it three to two in the, um, ultimate food network recipe battle. Um, we all can't wait to watch. So are they, I wonder if they're going to do that still the Thanksgiving day marathon of like whatever they do. I'll the, remember that Brian, have you seen seasons that where they're just eatings? like, are you talking about seasons eatings? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am talking about seasons eatings. Thank yeah. you. Uh, How I, I don't know if them. they're going to, they, they certainly aren't going to do it in the kitchen, in the food network kitchens I anymore. I would presume they might do something from for her. sure. Oh, of course. Um, well, Brian, it was great having you on the show. Do you have any, uh, you know, I, I know you only get to, as somebody who got to be on, one of the founders, I would say, of of podcasting, really, because as somebody who realized they weren't going to be on talk radio, they decided to start their own channel. Now, people are doing this all the time. Um, did you have any other words you want to get out to your legions of fans that will come listen to this one show and then delete it, the feed from there?
2: I will just uh, say, I will just say happy Thanksgiving. And uh, remember, this is like a fucked up Thanksgiving this year. Use this opportunity. Enjoy it. To not eat turkey. Yes. Uh it's a it's a garbage meat. Don't make big turkey like force you into making it every Thanksgiving. <laughs> every other kind of p- protein is better than turkey. So make something else. Thank
1: you. We didn't even get into that. I that's how I bribed you into coming on the show. We that's didn't fine. Even get into it sucking. But so guess what? We we
2: knew
1: we knew it sucked. We've gone in that we did it a whole hour on that. Um and you can find that somewhere on the internet, maybe. I don't know. Um Great. Well, uh, thank you, Brian, for joining us. Um, real quick for our listeners, I'll remind you black Wednesday, hang, check the Instagram. If you guys want to hang out, uh, on black Wednesday in the virtual pub. We'll have the channel set up on discord. Just email us, Instagram us, DM us. If you want the invite, um, we'll have a whole crew there. It's going to be fun. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, beer engine pod, uh, check out our funny pictures. If you would like to check us out on Twitter, we're also beer engine pod there Um, or email us beer engine show at gmail.com. We've been getting um, funny emails going to have to have uh, and funny comments. So I just got to read those at some point here. So thanks to everybody who's been reaching out to us. Um, You can follow us on untapped. I'm Griff AD. Tony is St. Maz Brian's on Twitter. Give him a look. He's Brian M comedy on Twitter. That's right, right, Brian. Mm-hmm. I got that. Yeah,
2: sure, absolutely. Nailed
1: it. Uh, peep him out on on Twitter. He's posting funny stuff once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got anything else for us, Tony? Any any final requests? I, I think we we are a beer
0: podcast at heart, but this doesn't have to be beer related. If you could choose only one beverage to have on Thanksgiving, what would it be? Griff, I'll throw it to you first. Um, what is your beverage of choice?
1: Uh, I don't know, something like Tank 7 or something, or Vol. But although this year I already said, because I'm not buying any, I'd have too much beer in the house, I'm just going to drink Old Fashions all day. So uh, <laughs> six Old Fashions is my drink of choice.
0: Well, I think Brian's probably going to be the same then. What would you? What would your drink of choice be on on this um, holiday?
2: I tend to agree with Griff, although recently, for those of you that live in places that have a Trader Joe's, uh, for the holidays, they have uh, come out with like a uh, like an, a coffee and cream liqueur. Oh yeah, uh, which is basically like Bailey's and Kahlua. So, uh, being an, a genius, my wife bought it as just to like have like a like a sip, like a sweet sip after dinner. But I've been turning them into White Russians. Uh, I've just been adding <laughs> vodka to them and making yes. White Russians, so that's my that's my holiday drink of choice. I'm going to be drinking White Russians.
0: You're both wrong, and only because I can't get
1: the you Bud Light. You don't even have Thanksgiving. How am I wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why you're wrong, because I've had words with our executive producer, DJ Kellard. I don't know. And oh, the yeah. correct choice is celsa I can only get oh, White yeah, Claw here Light in Selsa. Australia, but for you guys who can get Bud Light salsa, it would be Bud Light Selsi
1: for sure. There's an there's a new holiday pack, and we'll be talking about that next week, uh, probably in the live stream, because I'm trying to get my hands on it before we before we hang out. Is the the new holiday pack of uh, of Seltzer? Actually, um, uh, my, I think the drink of Thanksgiving, if you're eating a lot, is is Underberg's. Um, and Brian, I'll be bringing some of those out. Yeah, I think you're gonna like I think you're gonna like the Underbergs. Um, it's right. sort of a nice digestif type thing. So I think you'll, and you can buy them on Amazon and they have alcohol in them and it's legal, And that's amazing. Um, <laughs> love that. So,
0: and I did uh, have one, all list, right guys. I did oh, have God. one listener interaction this week um, with oh a God, local really? worker at the
1: bottle shop. You're not supposed to do that.
0: <laughs> I was wearing the mask. So was he, and he was behind a spit guard All good. Um, and he said he really enjoyed the show. Thought I was great. He liked you. But he thought you sounded like Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> Can't argue with that. What am, I supposed, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah,
2: I don't know. He, that, he that rated was his you. Critique. He rated you. He rated you a four point two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the bananas. I'm the bananas in our whipped sweet potato mash here. <laughs>
0: Look, I wonder if that shows up on Untapped when, when somebody gives a rating for a beer. Tasted great. Bit like Frankenstein. 4.5, or is it going to be 2.5? Not sure, but that was his critique of our show.
1: If you want to rate us, a, by the way, if you want to rate us a 4.2 on um, you know, iTunes or whatever, if iTunes doesn't exist. I still don't know how to download a podcast. I still don't know how to do it. Uh, on whatever thing gets you a podcast, you can rate us a 4.2. That'd be fine. <laughs> so anyways thanks everybody
2: brian did you want to give griff oh, o- tips on how to download a podcast <laughs> i've never no. heard one i gotta be honest with you i've never listened to one <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know how to do it so but if, if you know how to get podcasts rate us on it whatever you guys do all right Apple later podcasts, thanks. people that's where you find it but end the podcast